This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 652, look, we've only got 24 hours in a day. So today we're talking about smarter podcasting and making sure you're getting a return on all the steps you do to grow your audience. We also have a cool way to record your podcast using your iPhone. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology, face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and get you on the road to podcasting in the right direction. I want to be your guide to podcast success. All you have to do is go out to the website, that's schoolofpodcasting.com. We have courses, we have coaching, and we have an awesome community. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up, and you will save 20% on either a monthly or yearly subscription, or you can hire me for one-on-one consulting. Today, we are talking about common podcasting mistakes. This, I guess, would be part three I've done. This, I actually went back and looked at the other two to make sure we're not going to be repeating any. But you know what's not a mistake? Using a Scarlett 2i2. This is such an awesome little piece of equipment. You unbox it, you plug it in, you take your microphone, you plug it in, you turn the knob to the right as you talk into it, and when it starts to turn red, you know you're a little too loud. You turn it back to the left until it turns green and stays green, you are good to go. And then you just simply go in, click record on whatever software you're using. We're gonna talk about using the right software today. And you are off and running and you are podcasting. I'm here to tell you, this would take less than maybe five minutes if you were brand new. It is super easy. And if you've got a co-host with you, they plug their microphone in, turn it up till it turns red, turn it down till it turns green. It's really that easy. It's a great, great piece of equipment. Now, what if you have more than one co-host? Simply go out to our website today, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 652, and I'll have a link, and you can go out on the Scarlet website and say, look, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. They've got multiple configurations. So no matter what your show is, they've got a unit for you, and it makes it so easy to tie your microphones into your computer. Scarlett, thank you so much for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. It's a new year, and I know we have a lot of people starting podcasts here in January. And my goal in this episode is to help you work smarter. That's kind of one of my goals this year. I want to focus and act. And I guess that is the definition of working smarter in some ways when you think about it. And I want to explain something here, just as an example of sometimes things we obsess over. You may not have noticed this, but I'm going to play a little bit of music here. There are two ways of thinking about this, and one is either, is that going to cost me listeners. So that's the negative side. Or is what I'm trying to do going to grow my audience? Is it going to impact my audience? Is it going to help me tell the story or make a point? And you might be saying, Dave, I didn't hear anything wrong with that jazz music. 
And that's because, well, you're maybe not a musician, but there's a weird little glitch there where they went to the wrong spot. And because I am a musician, that used to, when I would do the music behind the ads, I would make sure they did, didn't lose a beat. Nobody ever has commented and said, hey, do you know they went to the five? You know, the one, four, five, they went to the five, four beats or nobody. But I would obsess over that. People would obsess over Facebook on videos on Facebook. And then we kind of looked into it and said, hey, you know what? Uh, nobody is listening longer than maybe maybe two seconds of your podcast as a video on Facebook. But what that is doing is notifying your audience, hey, there's a new episode. So instead of obsessing over this, and this is where we really need to look at our audience, understand how they're consuming our content so that we can make sure that that works, whatever method it is, let's make sure that works. And you know, that's something that we all obsessed over. And then I will occasionally have somebody that I talk to that says, I need to know how many people listened in Mongolia on December 12th, 2017. And I always want to go, are you going on tour to Mongolia? Now there may be an actual legit reason for that, but many times I just want to go, what, why are you spending your valuable time? And you'll see that is a running theme here. Your valuable time obsessing over things that are not going to make your content any better. It's not going to make the experience of your podcast any better and it's wasting your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I actually broke out a guitar for this one. I'm going to hopefully not take too long to make a point, but what if I wanted to play the theme to Barney Miller or Lowrider and I needed a bass guitar? Well, what I could do is uh, go... and tune this an octave lower. Now I would have to do this to all the other strings. Can you imagine this, how long it would take? Okay. There we go, now the next one. So we're gonna do this last one. Okay, so now I got a bass guitar and I can play the theme to Barney Miller. For those of you that remember Barney Miller. Maybe I want to play Lowrider. Notice it's a little out of tune, and it doesn't sound very good. Why? Because I'm using the wrong tool for the job. And I could try different strings, and I could try to... They're not going to stay in tune because they're, it's like spaghetti on my guitar right now. So I'm using the wrong tool for the job, and I'm seeing people do this, and I understand that, hey, on this... There's no really learning curve because I know how to play the guitar. I'm just playing an octave lower. When in reality, what I need is a, is a bass guitar. Now, you've heard me refer to this as painting with peanut butter. When, yeah, I could use this guitar tuned down an octave to play bass, but it doesn't sound good. It's going to be impossible to keep in tune, and it's going to make it a giant headache. So when you use the wrong tool for the job, you make podcasting a hassle and you're likely to burn out and quit. And I'm seeing people try to use ScreenFlow, which is a video tool. Now, there are video tools that allow you to export as an MP3, but right now ScreenFlow is not. And then, so it's the wrong tool. Then they go out to Facebook groups trying to get an answer and they're like, look, I'm trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And look, I comment in Facebooks a lot, 
Facebooks, see, there's something else. I could cut that out, but I'm going to leave it in. You can be, you know, you can talk like a human in a podcast. I'm not going to obsess over the fact that I just said Facebooks because what I meant was Facebook groups and you knew that. And so I comment there, but there are times when Facebook is like the last place you want to ask because you're just going to leave more confused. But I felt bad because I saw this person banging their head against a wall and I just wanted to go, would you just use Audacity? Would you just use Hindenburg? Would you just use Audition? Those are great tools that are designed to make audio files. So again, I'm not saying, I don't, don't email me and go, Dave, I use a video tool. Well, yeah, your video tool, my guess is, will let you export as an MP3. Now, Audacity, I'm not crazy about the way it makes an MP3 file. And I know some people, I still kind of recommend you can export as a WAV file out of Audacity or AAC. And I've got a tutorial. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash MP3 convert, that's schoolofpodcasting.com slash MP3 convert, I will show you how it's easy if you want to use iTunes, the actual Apple iTunes software to convert your AAC file, your WAV file into an MP3 file. So if you're using ScreenFlow, I've got a solution for that. Going back to the bass guitar, using an actual bass, it would sound like this. And so it sounds better because it's the right tool for the right job. We don't have spaghetti strings. It's going to stay in tune and it's not going to be frustrating in the long run this is the best choice because it's the right tool for the right job and i realize that sometimes we don't want to learn a new software but here's the thing going from playing guitar to playing bass it's almost the same thing in fact it's actually a little easier and so if you have a video program there's a really good chance that it's going to be very similar to an audio program many of them have timelines they have effects they have different things like that so the learning curve is probably worse in your head than it actually is in reality yeah 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 something else we do is we think something is a need when it's really a want let me give an example I just got a new computer. My old computer was seven years old, and in computer years, that's like a million. And for whatever reason, because I'd loaded so much software on it and just, you know, it had been a computer for seven years, there's nothing wrong with BeLive.tv. It's a, a live streaming site. But for whatever reason, on my computer, it would just lock up after about 20 minutes, and I would have to click a couple buttons and I could keep going on, but that's not good to do when you're doing a live stream. And so uh, my co-host for Ask the Podcast Coach is Jim Cullison. You can find him over at theaverageguy.tv. He said, you know what you should do? Because Jim's much more nerdier than I am, much more of a hardware guy. He said, you just need to wipe that computer, reload Windows. And I thought about it and I went, okay, the actual act of wiping the computer doesn't take long, but you'd have to back up all your files, make sure you don't lose anything. And then you're gonna have to reload all of your software. And I know this because I just went this, went through this moving to a new computer. It would have been a ton of time. And I looked at it and I said, okay, what am I going to get by using BeLive.tv? Because right now I use Google Hangouts or whatever they're calling it this week. And it was going to be lower thirds and the ability to switch videos kind of views. And I went, okay, is my audio or my audio, is my audience asking me for that? Hey Dave, can you, um, can you kind of 
take your ADD into full throttle and just keep switching the video back and forth. And I was like, no, they're, they're not really asking for that. They're not really saying, hey, Dave, could you put lower thirds? Because we don't know who you and Jim are. No, they're not really doing that either. And so I said, you know what? This is something that's really not going to help me grow my audience. It'd be kind of fun to play with. Might make it look a little more professional, but I don't really think people that listen to the show go, you know what? I would listen to the show if they use lower thirds on their video. So sometimes we get stuck with the bright, shiny thing. And in reality, we have to go, wait, what's that really going to do for us? The other fun thing that I've seen people do, and this is a bit of a head scratcher, is we're troubleshooting something because, you know, it's technology. It doesn't always do what we want it to do. And someone alerts us to a solution, but you don't like that solution. So instead, you go back and said, you know, I could go ahead and do exactly what I'm trying to do. But I think what I'll do now is bang my head against the wall a little more. And I'll give you an example here. Uh, Facebook. We all know Facebook. If you've been around longer than, I don't know, three minutes, Facebook has probably changed something. And in many cases, it's a change that we really don't appreciate. LinkedIn has done some similar things. And for whatever reason, when you post things there, sometimes it looks a little wonky if you try to automate it. I don't know why it is. It's just the way they are. And so we could bang our head against the wall and keep trying and trying to to automate the posting over there. Or I don't know, we could just manually post it because if I'm using something like Buffer or Hootsuite or Libsyn or whatever, and when I post it, it goes, that looks a little weird. What if I just went there manually where I could see what was going on? Oh, well, that actually worked. Okay. Or here's another one I've seen. What if you're trying to do something in Safari and for whatever reason, it just ain't going to work? You need to use Chrome. I'll give you an example. Uh, Squadcast is something I use to record interviews with. And they say straight up, you got to use Chrome. So now I could simply use Chrome and be able to record interviews, or I could sit here and bang my head against the wall and try to get Safari to work with whatever program. It's just, I, I don't understand when somebody goes, oh, here's how you do it. You just have to quit using this and use that. And for me, if somebody goes away, if I'm trying to get from point A to point B and somebody gives me a map And instead I go, no, 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 I want to take this road. And they go, yeah, that road doesn't lead to where you're going. You've got to be able sometimes to put down whatever it is. I guess it's the frustration. And I understand that because sometimes you're like, look, this just should work. And yeah, it should. But you're wasting valuable time trying to fit a square peg in a round hole when somebody just gave you a map to get to where you're going. I am a creative person from time to time. And back back in the day, I used to design websites for people. I used to teach people many moons ago, Microsoft front page. So I have dabbled in web design for many moons and I can make graphics. I use uh, Canva. I use uh, the poor man's Photoshop. Back in the day, it was called uh, Paint Shop Pro. And I, okay, it's not horrible. And so I spent some time playing with uh, Divi from Elegant Themes. And for whatever reason, I, I decided, again, bright, shiny syndrome. We talked about that. I thought about going and learning Beaver Builder. And I've already played with Thrive Themes. And I'm like, you know, I have a lifetime, uh, whatever, subscription 
to Divi. It's free from this point out. I've already paid for it. Why don't I just become a Divi master? And so I went to uh, use this. And for whatever reason, I think it was something with my media host, maybe, or my web host, uh, it, it caused a problem. And I'm working with their tech support team. That's one of the things you need to do. Reach out for help for people who can help. But in general, web design really isn't my skill. And when I design websites, you know what? It looks like it was designed, meh, not bad, but probably not by an actual web designer who lives, eats, and breathes web design. And my buddy, again, Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv said, you know, Dave, maybe you ought to just hire somebody for that. So sometimes if you are spending a lot of time now in my case, see, this is where I'm going to argue and you go, Dave, you're not listening to your own advice. I need to reach out to somebody like resourcefuldesigner.com, my buddy Mark, and say, how much would it cost? Because it may not be as expensive as I think it is. I don't know. So A, always make informed decisions. But the other part of me goes, yeah, I used to do this though. But is that my, you know, is that, is a website, is a better looking website going to get me more listeners? Is it going to help me grow my audience? Probably not. In fact, I actually did a little experiment and realize your mileage is going to vary a lot because my audience is kind of geeky technical people. And I need to verify this. But the last time I tested my last episode, I had over 2000 downloads and I had less than 20 people listen on my website. So here I am obsessing over my website. And as a podcast, Nobody's going there. Now, people like you might be going to school of podcasting.com slash 652, but it's kind of one of those things I'm looking into. So again, we need to make informed decisions. So use things like Google Analytics and things of that nature so you can figure out what's going on so that you can spend your time wisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what we can do is we confuse activity with productivity. Oh, we've just been doing lots of podcasty stuff. I don't want to bore you with the details. And I'll give you an example of this. I realized this, and I've spoken about this on other podcasts, so if you've heard this, hang tight. This will be short. But I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts about podcasting. I listened to them all, pretty much. And these are not bad shows. They're not. However, I am blessed with the the many students of the School of Podcasting. I'm blessed with people like you, my audience, and I'm blessed with a lot of contacts in the podcasting space. And consequently, nobody's getting information by me that I don't already know. So I'm listening to these shows going, yeah, you know what? Um, For the investment I just spent, a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, I'm not learning anything that I can share with you in many of the cases. And that is my goal to help my show grow. But I also want to help you make your show grow. I want to help you launch your show. I want you to grow your show. I want your show to thrive. Now, on the other hand, I have Kindle Unlimited. I don't remember signing up for this, but I have it. And you can read an insane number of books for can you put fingers up in the air for free? Now I'm paying a monthly subscription for that. And so I downloaded a couple marketing books and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great stuff that I can share with you. And so go back and look at what you're doing and say, is this activity or productivity? And there's an easy way you can do this. You could do this in Evernote. Evernote.com is a free note-taking app. 
And so you can put it on any phone. You can put it on anything, your forehead, probably whatever you want. Evernote is there and just number one through 24. And then every hour now, not so much when you're sleeping because you won't feel rested when you wake up. So that you can do when you wake up, but just set your phone for an hour and have it go off and then write down what you did. And then just say, okay, give me another 60 minutes and then go back to doing whatever you're doing. And you'll be amazed at the end of the day, especially if you do this for a couple of days, you're like, wow, I never realized I spent so much time watching Seinfeld reruns or Friends reruns or the Big Bang reruns or whatever. So step back and go, am I doing activity or productivity? Because in my case, I was like, hmm. No, again, no return on investment. And again, you'll notice I'm talking about my time and there are smarter things to do with my time. Because in the end, if it's not going to help me grow my audience, if it's not going to bring me content to share with you, I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard the saying garbage in, garbage out, something I will not be doing anymore. In fact, I'm very proud of myself because this, wow, this took me out of my comfort zone. I've been doing a few more interviews and usually I will, you know, talk to people and things sound good and you start the interview and then all of a sudden in the middle, they start popping their peas. Now, the the technical term for this is it's a plosive. But if you put your hand in front of your mouth and say, happy peanut butter, you'll feel a bunch of air go into your hand. And when that goes into the microphone, it sounds bad. And so I've had a few of these interviews and it will add, in some cases, 30 minutes to an hour of extra editing because you have to go to each popping P, highlight it, go into your equalizer setting and remove all the bass. That's how you get rid of popping P's. And it doesn't sound it's like, oh, well, I can do that. Yeah, it just, when somebody's talking about their personal power protein powder, you're like, oh my God, how many P's do, can you have in one sentence? It's crazy. So I actually did this. I was interviewing somebody and they just had a bit, and they're not doing it on purpose. It's just a case where their mic pre- their mic placement is incorrect, where they don't have a windscreen or whatever, and that's where you can say, "Hey, you got we got to go back and do that. You got to change this. Can you move your mic and say happy peanut butter for me?" So that's one thing. And then the other thing, see, I'm I'm spoiled. When I interview uh, other people, they are typically podcasters. But I have another show that I do called the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. And if you're trying to lose weight this year with your New Year's resolution, resolution, I cannot talk today. Come visit me over at LogicalLoss.com. But I'm actually, because I'm starting to do interviews over there as well. And what I might do in the future is if somebody, because I get approached a lot on that show, hey, I have, hey, Dave, I love your show. And I always right there know that that's just a form letter because I have four or five now. Which show are you talking about? And I would love to come on your show. Uh, Dr. So-and-so is the best thing since sliced bread. Please get back to me. And so I read up about Dr. So-and-so and I'm like, all right, you know what? I actually think I would like to have you on the show. But what I'm going to do, I think, in the future is please record something anything, what you had for breakfast and send it to me because I just interviewed somebody who used their laptop uh, microphone. Now, I was surprised it didn't sound horrible, but it did not sound great. And again, right now I'm doing my own editing and it's just going to be a little more time for me to clean that up. Now, last year I went through a Chris Curran's 
podcast engineering school, which I believe is starting next week. Go over to podcastengineeringschool.com. Chris is a friend of mine, and I learned about a software called RX7. Now, it's expensive, like hundreds of dollars. Uh, it's actually $1,000, close to it. Uh, but you get 50% off by going through his school. And so that is not going to take me as long as it used to. But buying that hurts. I will straight up, it's going to, in the long run, again, right tool for the right job. But uh, yeah, the credit card was kind of on fire uh, when I found out about that software. But again, garbage in, garbage out. So when you see garbage starting to come in, I'm here to tell you, you will thank yourself later, especially if you're the person doing your own editing, just to go, hold on a second, we need to fix this. And that's where, to me, my phrase is going to be, can you please say happy peanut butter? And if they can, we're good to go. If they can't, I'm not moving on until I hear happy peanut butter without any plosives. Holy cow. I am re-recording this section because I just did five minutes of really boring podcasting. Remember, nobody cares how the sausage is made. The last episode, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 651. I do it every year. What is your favorite podcast and why? And to make a really long story short, two people, unfortunately, sent them in on time and yours truly lost their files. So here's the first one from Fred Castaneda. This is Fred Castaneda, your old buddy, your old friend, your old podcaster, who is now out of the hospital. I just had another operation, another two operations plus procedures, and I'm on the road to recovery. I'm recording this on my Zoom Q3 portable recorder, and so there's no special equipment or pop filters or anything. I just wanted to let you know that my favorite podcast is No Agenda. That's No Agenda at www.noagendashow.com with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Why is it my favorite podcast? Well, number one, they deconstruct all that is going on in the world of politics and current events, etc., and they do so by playing clips to prove it, what they're saying. And their deconstruction is just uncovering all the lies, bullshit, deceit, and untruths, and the spinning of stories by the news media. That's right, CNN and the news media are nothing but a bunch of fake news. They discover this. And they tell the truth. Now, when it happens to be that uh, the opposite side is also spreading disinformation, they do that too. So they're pretty unbiased in their approach. And what has this done for me? Why is it that I like this better than anything else? Well, number one, they keep me sane. It keeps me from getting insane with the insanity of all the bull, the lies, the misinformation, the, the stupid spins that the media puts on everything that's going on, especially in politics. And number two, the humor and the way that they do it with a very well-produced podcast, great sound, and also very well thought out, even though it's three hours every show at two shows a week, it's something that's well worth it for me. And it's about the only thing that I use to actually keep me informed about what's going on with the news. Anyway, thank you very much, Dave. Hope you and your listeners have a great time this weekend as well as this holiday season. This is Fred Castaneda from uh, your podcast at podcastreporter.com, where I talk about things that are interesting in all ways for people who are podcasters. That's podcastreporter.com.
com. Thank you, Fred. And again, my apologies. And uh, Fred served in the Army in the Vietnam War. And uh, no doubt, uh, I've known Fred forever. And uh, the uh, issues that are going on in the hospital, I'm sure, are somehow related. So, Fred, uh, get well soon. And uh, Godspeed, my friend. And as always, thank you for your service. Next up, Kim Kragy. Happy New Year, Dave. This is Kim from Toastmasters101.net with my favorite podcast for 2018. Last year, I really liked Jim Cullison's Theme Thursday, but this year I found something new, Forking Bullshirt. Where else can you find a podcast that lasts an hour but covers a 20-minute TV show? I've really been enjoying it, not only because they get into the depths of the story, but because they talk a lot about the philosophy behind the episodes. As a debate coach, I get a lot of giggles out of this show. Thanks a lot for everything you do. Happy New Year again. Thank you, Kim. For more of those, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 651. Ooh. Last, I think it was last week, I said the question of the month was going to be, how do you know your content is connecting with your audience if you want to chime in on that? I've already done some interviews, but I'm always looking for more insights and so you can simply go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And if you're going to email me, my email is dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Simply put January question in the title. Being that we're talking about having the right tool for the right job, I want to talk about Backpack Studio you can find it at backpackstudioapp.com or just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 652. This used to be Boss Jock Studio. It's the people behind Boss Jock. And it's very well Boss Jockey. But I realized, you're like, Dave, I, I didn't have Boss Jock. What does that mean? It has a bunch of buttons, that almost an endless supply of buttons that you can assign sounds to. And then what's cool is when you press the microphone button, it automatically lowers the volume of all those sounds. So you could do that and actually push the button to have it fade out. So it's with a little practice, because this is live now when you're recording, not so much streaming to people, but you're recording live. So the sound is coming in, your music's fading out while you're talking. So it's a little different skill set, but you can make a pretty decent sounding podcast. There's uh, a huge, again, amount of slots for you to assign sounds to. It's got a nice help screen when you first start the app for the first time. It is only iOS, unfortunately, no Android. And from what I understand, when I talked to Dave, one of the guys behind the app, he said it's because the Android iOS is kind of different on different types of phones, which is why it's so hard to develop for that side of the app world, you have the ability to export in many formats. So if you want stereo, mono, MP3, and other formats, you can do all that. And then you just simply go into your phone and you can, like for me, I just emailed the file to myself. You could upload it to Dropbox, all sorts of cool things like that. Now, also like Boss Jock Studio, when you record, you have, for lack of a better phrase, you sound like you're Elvis in the 50s. There's kind of this weird slapback echo on your voice. Now that is not anything to be alarmed about because it's not on the recording. It's just while you're recording. So you kind of have to get used to that. And it also has the ability to uh, FTP your file. Now what's interesting about this 
is, if you are unaware, Libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N. It's short for Liberated Syndication, and I do work for them and in their tech support world. It's a, uh, it's a media hosting company. They've been around since 2004. They have a folder if you want to export your file via FTP, and it's called uh, QuickCast. When you upload a file to QuickCast, it takes what you've added in your ID3 tags. And I realize we're getting kind of heavy on the jargon here, but you can add, I guess I should add that. You can add your ID3 tags. You can add your image to the file. And so you could record your podcast, add your information, add your image, and then via FTP, which is built into the app, publish it to the Libsyn QuickCast folder, and it would actually publish your podcast. So if you're a person that's like, boy, I wish there was something easy like Anchor to publish my show. Well, Anchor obviously is free. This is not. Libsyn is not free, nor is the app. But if you're looking for an easy way to publish a podcast from your phone, that's going to sound pretty decent because it has some built-in tools to like cut out uh, like rumbling kind of noise, like the super duper bassy stuff. It's got a built-in compressor. It's pretty slick. Now, does this mean I'm going to start recording this show in Boss Jock? No. Why? Because I'm a bit of a control freak and I like my Hindenburg journalist. I like Adobe Audition. And But if I was a traveling musician or if I was somebody on the road all the time and wanted to be able to create a podcast from anywhere, this is definitely a great solution for that. And I'm also probably going to be using this as the jingle palette for Ask the Podcast Coach. So if you're a person who wants to play sound effects live during your podcast, this would be a great app for that at 10 bucks. I had a uh, an app before called iJingle. It wasn't bad. It was a little, the, the flow of how you got information in and out and things like that was not exactly what I would call super user intuitive. And it was also $20. So this is now 10 and uh, if you're looking for a jingle palette or a tool to record your podcast on your phone or iPad, you might want to check out again. It's called Backpack Studio, and I'll have links out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 652. Does anyone know what a podcast is? It's radio on the internet. My mom listens to them, and they're totally boring. Hey, if you don't want to be boring, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. Don't forget to use the coupon code LISTENER. What is the school of podcasting.com? You might say it is courses step by step, by the way, to lead you from an idea all the way to iTunes. So it's courses, it's coaching, as in live coaching twice a month, which might change in the future to even more. And it's community. We have an awesome Facebook group. Check it out, school of podcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up, and I'll see you on the inside. I do want to hit you with a fun fact. You ready for this? Here's Can I enter? Okay, let's take a 10-second tangent. I freak out every time I say, are you ready for this? Because my dad used to say that, and I'm freaking out right now because I'm turning into my dad. Ugh, anyway, here is a fun fact. 90% of people, I believe this is in the U.S., commute to work alone. That's a lot of people that are in need of your content because they might be listening to, I don't know, Chubby and the Bull or whatever on 97.5, the Fox or whatever. And they could be listening to your show instead. I talked about some of the mistakes I think that people are making, some of the mistakes I'm making 
last year and this year that I want to avoid. And I would like to be your guide to get you through all those things that people trip over. As a person who works for Libsyn, I see all the mistakes all day and I can help you avoid those. Now, in the future, I'm going to address the subject because I talk about the Scarlet 2i2. That's a great USB interface. When would I use an interface and when would I use a mixer? We're actually going to talk a bit about gear going forward a little bit because I get that question a lot. Also coming up in the future, I will be at PodFest in Orlando in March. That's going to be a lot of fun. Check it out, podfest.us. I'll also be at Podcast Movement, also in Orlando, in August. So I'll start putting this up on the website. But if you've been thinking about going to Podfest in March, uh, I'll be there at the Libsyn booth. You can come by and say hi. And I know I'll be helping roast John Lee Dumas. That's going to be a lot of fun as well as I know I'm doing something with Joe from Stacking Benjamins. I think I'm doing something with Glenn the Geek on stage. It's going to be a lot of fun. Get your tickets while you still can, and definitely get your hotel. Check it out, podfest.us. So thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to get these episodes the minute they are available, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. I look forward to working with you. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.